This is mission.org. This is Marketing Trends, your number one source for exclusive interviews with chief marketing officers and executive marketing leaders in the Fortune 1000 and beyond. This is Jeremy Bergeron, and I interview, collaborate, and partner with world-class CMOs and marketing leaders across industries. Any chance that I have to learn, any chance that I have to talk to my peers, to join industry conference, to learn about new things, I think it's always interesting and fascinating. We can never stop learning. All of us, we have to be like sponges, especially with the speed and how things are changing. You need to constantly try to update yourself and brush up and maybe, you know, forget some old skills and learn new skills. It certainly takes a great deal of growth to become a chief marketing officer. But our guest today says once a person earns this title, their education is far from over. Today, we're pleased to welcome Milena Oliveira, the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for the Transportation and Electronics Business Group at 3M. Milena has worked for the multinational conglomerate in a variety of roles for the past 22 years and has been serving in her current role since 2020. Tune in to hear Milena describe 3M's global marketing strategy, how its emphasis on R&D really affects her approach, and why she believes it's so important for marketing leaders to stay curious. Your content is at the heart of what you do. It connects your company to others, teaches them, guides them, and inspires them. But creating, managing, and editing content at scale is often very chaotic and difficult. Empower your content teams with Brightspot Content Management System, made specifically for marketers and corporate communications leaders. No more waiting for a developer to have to piece things together. Put the power to create and deliver powerful yet complex digital experiences into the hands of your marketers with a comprehensive suite of ready-to-use tools and functionality. Bring a bright spot to your tech stack, your customers, your team, with the Brightspot content management system. Visit brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to learn more. Today, I'm here with Melena Oliveira, uh, the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of, of 3M's Transportation and Electronics Business Group. Uh, for our audience, Milena, what would you describe the company and, and what you do there? Sure. So 3M, it's a large uh, multinational uh, corporation. Um, when we look at our businesses, and I would say something that is quite unique and interesting of 3M, that we are highly diversified. And when I talk about the diversity of the company, I talk about the diversity of geographies, the diversity of technologies, you know, and everything we do. So 3M is really formed of four large business groups. We have the transportation electronics business group. We have the safety and industrial, the healthcare business group and consumer business group. Um, so the diversity is also in the markets and segments customers we served. So we have solutions that we could be serving and helping doctors and in a hospital uh, all the way to helping, you know, uh, a mechanical that is, you know, fixing a car or a design engineer that is looking at new solutions to build a totally new design uh, for a car. Uh, so we are all over. 
In addition to that, you know, 3M, we have locations around the globe. So um, there is provides a possibility for employees uh, to work everywhere and also to engage with customers, you know, in all the uh, areas of the globe. Mm. Uh, my role at 3M uh, is the um, CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer for the Transportation Electronics Business Group. So it's really to transform the way that we engage and, you know, drive, you know, positive experiences for our customers and ultimately find ways to demonstrate the benefits of our solutions to our customers and help them to help their customers with their needs as well. Mm, Okay. And now you've been at 3M for, I think, just over 22 years. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. I mean, that... That's amazing. I mean, in and of itself, occasionally I'll get to connect with a marketing leader. I can count on one hand in the probably past hundred episodes that I've that I've hosted. I can count on one hand how many marketing leaders have stayed at the same organization and kind of rose through the ranks to actually lead marketing. So that tells me a lot about, you know, some of the things that may have happened along your your path there. But Congrats for being there over two decades. That's just amazing. And you've served in a variety of roles. I mean, marketing, strategy, business development, and and supporting this business in different parts of the world. Tell us what you, like, what do you love about 3M? And what keeps you so excited about the work you're doing there? Because again, you've been there 22 years. You have a lot of perspective and experience, but what keeps you there? Yeah, and you know, I think that as you were describing those things, you're kind of hitting some of those points. So, first of all, you know, I joined because I feel like when you talk about two decades, that feels great, but not so much. Makes me, you know, feel a little <laughs> mature here. <laughs> but I would say that I did join 3M actually while I was going to college in my second year of university. Uh, so I joined as a marketing intern, and from there, you know, never left the company. But I remember when I joined the company. And, you know, my boss had five years with the company and I said, there's no way that I'm going to be staying here for five years. And here I am, you know, after, you know, two decades, as is described, and still, you know, very excited to be part of this company. And I think part of the excitement is that, that 3M is so diversified that it doesn't feel like I'm only in one company. I have done so many roles covering different geographies, different markets, interacting with different type of customers that I always have new challenges. I always have new things that I'm learning. So that's what keeps me energized. Plus, the culture and the people makes a big difference. And I, I can say that I met some brilliant people and I have amazing colleagues and people in my organization that I really kind of enjoy uh, and makes, you know, works much more interesting uh, to be working and collaborating with them. Hmm. Now, you were born, you're, you're from Brazil originally, yes. right? That's where you were born. And then you've traveled. I know you mentioned a, a global citizen, which mm-hmm. I love that. And especially being a marketing leader, having not been born in the U.S., born in Brazil, and then, of course, coming to the U.S. and then working all over the world, as you said you've done, that's just got to inform your perspective a lot. And I've had a couple marketing leaders like you who come from other parts of the world. And it's interesting to see how they think about marketing and how they think about, you know, their side of the business that they support. I'm curious about this, you know, R&D component being at the heart of of 3M. I mean, research and development is a big piece of, I think, why 3M has been so successful as this multi-billion dollar, you know, huge corporation. 
um, they've been really focused on R&D. And, and you talked about they're kind of being this shifting in the last couple of years, shift, shifting to some more traditional things and, you know, shifting into new ways to maybe engage the customers coupled with traditional ways. And so I just want to hear about your perspective, being a marketing leader in a business where R&D is so important. And now maybe it sounds like there's some shifting where it's not that they're shifting away from R&D, but it seems like there might be some like branching off from that focus now in the marketing world. I'd love to hear what it's like to have that at the center of the business. And then also how's that informing you now as a marketing leader, if anything's changed at all? Yeah. And I would say uh, it's not, you know, a shift, you know, I don't think we're going to pivot to have marketing at the center and R&D. The key is how we can make all the sum of parts work together, right? So if R&D at heart, can, can marketing be kind of the brain and voice? Because if we develop the most amazing solutions, but, you know, we don't tell the story so our customers become aware, that's not going to help us be successful. So I would say, you know, uh, in this new model, what we are doing to really make things work is that we developed, a, you know, a global, you know, approach where we are trying to really lead from a global perspective. Uh, but we created, you know, centers of expertise for each of the businesses because they're so unique. Where, for example, I lead, you know, the marketing and sales center organizations. And we also have those organizations in the areas because although we have a global business, we know there's cultural differences and nuances that we need to understand. Uh, as an example, you know, if you're going to launch a program here, you know, it's going to be very different if you're going to try to do in China. Even the technology platforms, the vehicles that our customers are leveraging to consume information is different than U.S. So as we advance in this new model, we are taking all into consideration. And we are trying to strengthen even more the partnership, right? the partnership with R&D, so we can help them with insights from our customers to really think about, you know, what are the, you know, new solutions that we need to develop, but also how we're going to be promoting those solutions in an effective way. And we're also strengthening partnership with sales because that marketing and sales partnership is something else that is really important. Uh, so how can we make sure, especially on the industrial side, where the sales organization is still a very, you know, core piece to how we reach our customers? How can we ensure that we are talking and things are, you know, uh, flowing smoothly? Hmm. That's good. And that leads me to the next point of that, which is how are you, how are you aligning with R&D and how are you aligning with sales? I mean, sales and marketing have been the, an age old topic that we always talk about sales and marketing. Um, and you, you're having, like you said, to partner closely with R&D, partner closely with sales. What's your approach there? What are the, some of the things you see work really well in 2022 when it comes to aligning with R&D, which is critical and in aligning with sales? Yeah, I would say the first thing is make sure that we have cross-functional teams, correct? If we work in silos, that doesn't longer is going to work. So as we're thinking, how can we even have an impact on customer experience? It's super important to understand the different roles and perspectives because we can create a lot of things digitally, but we can have in our R&D or application engineers that they're going to have that, you know, contact with our customers and that experience that we may have on the face-to-face -face or email is going to have an impact if they also come to the, our website. So we're really trying to make sure that we build cross-functional teams. And as we're developing new products, as we're creating you know, new solutions, or even you know, kind of you know, continue to advance existing portfolios, really just talk to each other. Talk to each other to understand you know, how can we develop you know, content that can help our customers be more self-sufficient? How can we you know, you know, really help you know, uh, empower our customers with they're looking for? And making sure that as we have those different touch points, we have then in a more consistent way. So it feels like a seamless experience for our customers. 
uh, wherever they are and whatever touch points they want to leverage. Hmm. How are some of the ways that you get buy-in from other executive stakeholders? Because to me, you as the marketing leader for a, a this is a big part of you know of 3M's business. I mean, the, the transportation electronics group is, as you said, one of the four. I mean, it accounts for almost 30% of their of their sales, you know, so it's a big part of the business. Um, where you now as the modern day marketer have to align and build trust with a lot of stakeholders. And I think if you rewind the clock several years back, the marketing leader may not have had to be so good at at aligning with finance and operations and R&D and sales and the CEO, et cetera. Along the way, what have you noticed works really well for you in getting buy-in from other executives when you need it as the marketing leader? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it takes time and patience. <laughs> Uh, to convince them. But I would say, you know, it has been wonderful to see the journey and how much we have advanced. You know, I recall conversations with some of, you know, my peers that maybe they were more traditional in the way of thinking and they would say, no, 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 we don't need marketing. We have our sales organization. We're just going to be, you know, a key account driven approach and just face to face uh, to where we are now and the conversations that we are having. So I would say what has worked, you know, is it's, closely partner with them, understand what are the challenges, talk about, you know, the things that we can do to help and start doing small pilots and small approach and constantly kind of educate them about, you know, why marketing works and show examples. And here's what we have done for our business here, you know, the results that we're seeing, that's, that's working really well. I would say, you know, just understand your stakeholder, working uh, close with them, understand what are the challenges that they're trying to address and help by showing some of the things that you can do and maybe just do small pilots and events and, and constantly show the successes. Hmm. And if you educate people, they feel comfortable, correct? And then they feel that they understand what you're doing as well. Hmm. How would you describe the culture of the executive leadership team there? Like, what is that group of, what is it, what is it like to collaborate with that group of folks? I think, you know, in general, folks are collaborative, but, you know, there's some generations that are a little bit more traditional and others that are more open. So it just takes more time, but it's, it's like any other company. It's important for you to understand the matrix and who you need to work together. So a lot of times, you know, uh, I would say something that could be faster, it takes more time because you might need to have different touch bases to bring everybody on board. So, you know, it doesn't feel like a big surprise as you're advancing with new things, especially because you're doing things in the center on behalf of the businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say in general, it's collaborative. And I would say, um, the last few years with everything that we, you know, uh, we had, you know, internally and externally with all the changes also that 3M has embraced, uh, things are changing and, you know, people are just collaborating even more. What are some of the things you've noticed or have done in this past, you know, year to, to double down on customer experience and customer engagement? What are some of the things you have either done differently maybe in the last couple of years or things you've noticed about customer engagement or customer experience from your side of the business? Mm -hmm. Any nuance, any changes or shifts there, uh, especially in the last couple of years as the world has seemingly changed quite a bit? Yeah, I would say one of the things that we did um, here for this business group, it's a lot of investment in insights and understand our customers, correct? Uh, where are our customers at? What are their needs? You know, where do they go to consume information? So that's really, especially, you know, with the shifts that we have in the pandemic, a lot of trying to get the voice of the data, do social listening and leveraging data because we have a lot of data, a lot of analytics to really inform what's happening. Uh, that has been a big shift. So a lot of focus on data, a lot of focus on insights, 
and truly understanding what's happening and how we can drive an impact. So I would say that's, that's a big shift on what we have before. It's not like we were not doing, but we were not doing sufficient. Hmm. And because things change so rapidly nowadays, uh, it's really important for us to stay on top of the changes and expectations for our customers. Uh, and then besides that, as a company, you know, of course, we're investing in the you know, customer experience type of systems. We're using Medallia. We're leveraging NPS score. So there's a lot of other things that we are doing to understand what's working and what we need to change as we continue to advance here. Are you spending much time in the ABM uh, world? And are you, I noticed you're in the B2B side of the business. And so a lot of times we're noticing conversations and strategies around ABM yeah. and kind of you know, initiatives around executive you know, level buyers in the B2B space. I would mm-hmm. just love to hear your thoughts on ABM, things that have worked well, things you're noticing, things you can, you know, or maybe you're experimenting on with ABM, but what has that been like for you? Yeah, I would say uh, we are scratching the surface with that. Okay. We have all the intentions, we have the plans, but you need to be, you know, um, very smart with the type of content, dynamic content, personalization, customization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the beauty of 3M is that we are very diversified. The beast of 3M is that we are very diversified. Mm-hmm. So when you have so many products and technologies, to keep up with rich content with a solid foundation everywhere, it can be a challenge. And when we're engaging with our customers, it's not only one or two product lines. We do have a solutions of technologies that can be offered to any given customer. So that becomes a little bit more of a challenge for us to be efficient in piloting ABM. So we're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, scratching the surface, uh, you know, starting to that. I'm talking specifically in the transportation electronics business group, uh, but definitely is an area that we want to, you know, continue to pursue and explore as we advance here. Who are the, like the persona of the buyer for your group? Like who are these organizations or like, is it, is it a C-level executive that's making these decisions or like, is it a certain like uh, type of business? Like who are the buyers for your, for your, your world? It's many, depending on the market. So for example, if you're talking consumer electronics or automotive, you know, design engineers is a key persona buyer that we have, you know, um, quality engineers, um, material kind of type of engineers. We can have the buyer itself. If we talked about, you know, cleaning solutions, it could be the facility managers. So that's a little bit of a challenge for us because, you know, there's probably, you know, even when we prioritized, uh, just in this business group, 10 different market segments that are critical for us. And we think those you can have, you know, three to four, you know, key uh, target personas. Wow. So uh, we spend a lot of time trying to invest in understanding those. What are the journeys? You know, uh, what is key for those personas? What do they value? What are the jobs to be done? And so on. But as an example, design engineer tend to be a key persona uh, for a few markets for us. Okay. That's awesome. Um, but you said there's 10 different segments within that. I mean, there's that's I see how yeah. much content, I mean, you know, like you said, like organizing all of that was really important. And then it's such a, it's such a big audience of buyer, as you said. So what are you, or or, as you look at like personalization at scale, like, are you, is there technology you're liking out there that's supporting this effort? Cause to me, it's like, we're seeing a lot around AI and personalization at scale. And I'm curious if you're going down that road at all, or if there's certain platforms that you're excited about when it comes to personalizing at scale. Cause to me, you would need that as a global organization. 
Yeah, so again, so we are trying to first, you know, bring, you know, and have a solid foundation both at our domains as well as our channel partners domain before we even go and explore more of that. But some of the pilots that we were looking, we were looking with some partnerships with Salesforce and of course that in-house uh, we have, you know, a MarTech stack that is broad that is being used um, in multiple ways by the different divisions. But I would say we, we have, again, way more to do uh, in that space. Okay, okay. Um, let's touch on the, on what it's like to have this perspective about different cultures and regions and what it's like to market in so many different areas around the world. Like, what's, what's your approach to navigating these similarities and differences between different cultures and different locations? Yeah. I would say that that can be a challenge. And uh, before, I, w I would say that uh, each of the areas or the regions, they they used to operate a little bit more independently. And that was not very efficient because maybe there was duplication of efforts. And although there's cultural nuances, there's also similarities. Hmm. So let's maybe go back to that example of a market and a persona. So let's uh, talk about the automotive market and a design engineer. A design engineer, when they're looking into, you know, new models of a car, you know, improve, you know, uh, bonding of low surface energy materials, reduce weight and so on. The challenges they're trying to tackle are the same and the needs that they have is the same independently if they're operating in Germany, in China, in France or in Brazil. Right. However, you know, although, you know, uh, the jobs to be done and the needs are similar. Uh, where they may go to consume information in Brazil versus China versus Germany versus U.S. is going to be different. So for us, it's really important for us to, again, get those insights. So what mm -hmm. we are trying to do now at 3M, it's create global plans. But as we create global marketing plans, we really got to make sure that we have that voice of the customers, those customer insights, and really that engagement with the areas and regions. So we are not operating you know, with a limited view. And then as we deploy you know, global programs, we create the programs here, the assets and everything. And then we deploy to the areas where I also have specialized resources, for example, in, in Asia, in GCA, in Latin America and so on. And those resources, they're going to do the localization. And then the localization, they may have to do some nuances. Mm. One thing that for sure we always have to do is translation, correct? Translation of those assets. But besides that, where they're going to activate in all those programs, it would be different. So, for example, in China, we're probably going to do a lot of activation using WeChat. Mm. In Latin America, maybe we leverage, you know, WhatsApp and so on. Here in the U.S., maybe we're going to use more LinkedIn. So that's what we are trying to align. Uh, but there's a lot of the content and the assets that can be leveraged globally. Mm, okay. On the CMO Insights podcast that you did in July of 21, mm -hmm. you mentioned that 3M was beginning to use virtual reality and also augmented reality and that it was still in the early stages then at the time. Um, can you describe like where you are in this journey now a year later? Like, What have you learned? What's happening with that? Those interesting spaces of VR and AR. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're still kind of, you know, uh, early stages, but we have advanced from last year. Okay. I think the key for us is really to meet customers when, where, and how they want, correct, to engage. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And then, so we, we do try to leverage those immersive technologies, like, you know, augmented reality, as you said, of virtual reality, uh, to really kind of show to our customers the power of our solutions. You know, where in the past we had to have that physical experience to demonstrate the benefit of our products, now we can leverage those types of technologies so our customers can visualize things 
in a very unique way. So maybe two examples that I can give you, you know, one example, again, going back to the automotive market, we have an uh, automotive showroom uh, app that is still in beta phase, but it's, think about an AVR visualizer, and that kind of can provide the customers an X-ray experience so they can see the hidden parts and product solutions uh, in the automotive space. So that really helps them understand you know, the possibilities uh, of things that they can do with our solutions to help them be more effective in the designs and the solutions they are creating. Another one, it's in the uh, commercial solution space. We have another app that is really you know, helping you know, customers visualize materials without being space. So think about you know, um, surface that we can cover with different types of materials that could mimic wood could mimic metal or different types of substrates. Now with their you know, app, they can put that app, they can visualize in their space how that material would look like in a room, as an example, versus before we would have to have the physical sample. So those are just some two quick examples that demonstrates how we are leveraging you know, um, and that mixed you know, reality kind of you know, technology uh, to really demonstrate the power of solutions to our customers. Hmm. You're, you know, 3M is, is, is such a huge competitor to the other massive brands around the world, right? General Electric, Emerson, Honeywell. There's some big brands that in some ways compete with 3M and they're also massive and global in nature. How much time do you spend kind of looking at the competition and evaluating their approach and their, you know, their global strategy, if you will? Do you, I know that 3M is moving so fast, there's so much velocity, but do you, do you spend a lot of time looking at the General Electrics of the world, the Emersons of the world, uh, to see their approach to the marketplace and see what, what things are happening there? Yeah, as we do, and that's part of the insights, correct? You know, mm. As we are creating plans for the next you know, year and few years, we need to understand our competitive landscape. So, so we look broadly, not only at the competitors, but also our peers, because sometimes, you know, you can learn a lot from your peers that they're not necessarily competing with you and they could be more advanced. And also we look in different markets, look at you know, what other companies that are doing. Uh, for example, we all have a lot to learn with Amazon as an example. So, so we look broadly digital, how they're competing digitally, uh, what are the things that are doing in terms of solutions. And it's, it's just, you know, to help ourselves get educated about working and what is not, not necessarily to copy, but, you know, what are other competitors or peers doing that is kind of, you know, leading the way or, you know, what are we doing that is different to ourselves from the competition as well? So that's, that's uh, another uh, element that is really important for marketers that we try to educate. You know, you need to look externally, you need to talk to your customers, and you need to look at the data that you currently have available today. How much experimenting do you do in the marketing side of things with, with so much investment in R&D and you see a business that is so innovative and, and, and just a global leader in this space because they spend so much in R&D and how much of that translates to the marketing side where like you, you have permission and resources and ability to do a lot of R&D and experimenting, if you will. Do, do, you, do you kind of pull from that thread since R&D is so important at 3M? Yeah, so I think we are uh, not at the same level of R&D. But now I see much more experimentation in pilots. Even, for example, as we have now, you know, we have each of the businesses, they have their marketers, but also we have technical marketers at the centers. And uh, here where we are, we are looking into what is our digital transformation plan? How are we going to advance? And as part of the digital transformation plan, we have some pilots that we are testing the waters to see what could potentially work uh, for our business. 
Um, but are we doing the same scale as R&D? No, not yet, uh, but we are doing, which is important, right? We are advancing that space. I want you to just reflect on your last 20-something years at 3M. And I know that that tells me you've done a lot there. You've had a bunch of different roles. You've seen a bunch of different things. You've grown and developed as, a, as an executive of the future. You, you know, to stay somewhere that long, you have to be relevant along the way. And so that you've done... You've had your hands on some interesting projects and led some people and developed some people. As you think back in your career there, think of a time when you kind of faced a crucial moment, right? Where, you know, there was something that kind of a make or break moment for you. Maybe you were a leader, maybe you were an individual contributor, but was there a moment kind of in the last 22 years where it was a really big intersection for you? Um, maybe you were on leadership, maybe you weren't, but any story that you can think of and would love to just kind of understand what happened and what you learned in that scenario. Yeah, there is a moment that comes to my mind and was uh, maybe critically important because at the same time, I was having a, a very important personal uh, moment. Uh, and at the time I was being considered for a leadership role and I would have to move overseas and it was a big role. And I, I, I was also, you know, um, early stages of a pregnancy. So that was a critical time for me because um, I was just concerned that I maybe I could potentially not be in that leadership role and take time, you know, for maternity leave and spend time with my family, my baby, just to the position level and responsibilities. So I was concerned you know, about 3M's perception and also how they would support uh, my maternity leave if I would take that role. So that, that was a critical challenge for me. Uh, the decision that I made, uh, first of all, you know, I had a lot of conversations at home with my husband, which is um, very supportive always. And I also had discussions with a great uh, mentor. And after that, I decided that, that I would take the role and that, you know, 3M would have to manage uh, maternity leave for senior leaders if they wanted to see women continue to grow in leadership roles. Uh, and I also wanted to that, do that because I wanted to set the example for um, uh, other, you know, women that I'm sure that they have many questions about their career and if they can manage, you know, the, the duel between, you know, being a mom and, you know, um, being a professional, which is a challenge that I see a lot of uh, other women in the workplace, you know, facing. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. And it seems like that was a big moment. You're representing a lot of executive, you know, women in leadership who can be at that same scenario and making that decision to, yeah, choose the best path forward, but also consider this big life event that's happening. It's not always the easiest decision to like, okay, where where should we go? How should we do this? And it's cool to hear that 3M also supported you along the way because it's clear they noticed something and invested in you in the past 22 years as well. So that's exciting. What are you learning right now? Like, what are you kind of keying in on? There's so much velocity out there, so much speed in this market. You're serving a big space. You're making global impact. What are you kind of tuning into as a marketing leader and learning about and kind of, you know, noodling on and, and investigating as a marketing leader that may be new now and maybe not so new in the past? Any, any new areas of learnings? Yeah, I would say uh, I, I want to, you know, learn and advance more in the whole um, data science, data analytics space, because I think that's going to help us tremendously. And also in this mixed reality, now metaverse, I think there's other things that we can explore. And that's things that I personally wanted to learn more. 
uh, I would say uh, here at 3M now we're investing a lot of, you know, um, in educating and providing learning access to our marketing community, which is very exciting. And then I think that is also an opportunity for me, right? So how can I learn from that? So uh, any chance that I have to learn, any chance that I have to, you know, uh, talk to my peers, uh, to join industry conference, to learn about new things, I think it's always um, interesting and fascinating, right? We, we can never stop, you know, learning. Uh, we all, I think we, all of us, we have to be like sponges, especially with the speed and how things are changing. Uh, you need to constantly, you know, um, try to update yourself and brush up and maybe, you know, forget some old skills and learn new skills. That's awesome. I, I, I love that you're staying at the, at the middle of, of this really interesting space of metaverse and, and web three. And, um, literally right now in our other studio, our CEO is interviewing the CEO of, uh, Vayner three, which is a web three business that Gary Vaynerchuk has started on the side. And, We've had a lot of conversations about mixed reality lately, and it's such an interesting space to be thinking about. Have you gone down the road a little bit and with utility of, of kind of the metaverse and 3M in your world? Are you thinking about what that could look like or having those conversations? If so, can you share any insight into what you're exploring in terms of the metaverse and 3M? No, I would say the conversations just started here at 3M. Okay. Uh, we are not yet there. I've seen what other companies, you know, are starting to do, which can be fascinating. But again, and what is, for me, it's I want to understand, but also try to find the right balance. Because I've seen mm. companies that maybe they're, you know, going too much on the extreme side. And what is the right balance between, you know, um, that staying that, you know, um, gaming that metaverse space versus staying in the real space. So I'm, I'm trying to find that balance. So for now, again, we are exploring more of the AR, VR, uh, and okay. trying to understand more uh, above and beyond that and getting to the metaverse space. Okay. Well, in, in closing here, do you have any thoughts for other marketing leaders that are at the helm of you know, global organizations like you, what would you share with other marketing leaders around how to be successful the rest of 2022, looking into 2023? What are some things that you think have really helped you as a visionary marketing leader at 3M that you can share with others? I'd say, first of all, be close to your team. You can learn a lot from your team and, you know, uh, without, you know, a group of people working together, you know, you're not going to accomplish much at all. So I think that's the first um, second, you know, be close to your customers, you know, ultimately who pays the bill is our customers. So we get understand what they need, what they're looking for, uh, so we can advance in that experience and, you know, meeting them where they are. The other thing is just, you know, just don't be afraid of new challenge, you know, try new things, um, make sure that you test new waters and then, uh, just continue to learn and be a sponge and be curious and ask questions. And that's where, you know, uh, we can leverage each other, correct? We can leverage our peers and, you know, mm -hmm. help each other. Maybe I don't need to talk to my competitor, but I could talk to some of, you know, my peer CMOs and, and other companies and peer companies and learn a lot from their experiences as well. So I think, you know, having a healthy networking, support networking, it's very, very uh, beneficial. That's fantastic. Well, Milena, thank you so much for being on Marketing Trends. This was an incredible conversation. Again, congratulations on all your success at 3M to your whole team there. Don't stop, keep going. And thanks for being on Marketing Trends. Thank you very much for the invitation. It was a pleasure to, to be chatting here with you today. You have eight seconds to capture the attention of your audience. Eight 
seconds to make a connection or risk a click away, a swipe, or a scroll to the next topic. This difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experience to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices make or break someone's experience with your brand. I talk to CMOs all the time within the Fortune 1000, and I know how important this is at the center of gravity for your entire digital experience. Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences so you can be a bright spot in someone's day. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts to natural disaster preparation, the messages you deliver save lives. They also inform important decision-making and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and more precise and on a much larger scale than ever before. Brightspite Content Management System is already supporting some of the world's largest organizations to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing breaking news stories about its COVID-19 vaccine to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to audiences around the world. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you really care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.